I'm Stephen Downey and this is episode 21 of the Mindful Living Guide. Have you ever wondered about the science behind meditation? Like why does your brain relax when you concentrate on your breath or just a simple count? Or how will gratitude change the way your brain adapts? What happens when our words and actions are not aligned? These are all the types of things that we talk about today in our conversation. Paddy is a a neuroscientist and he is a fascinating person to talk to. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Um, Myself and Paddy just laughed through the whole conversation. We just enjoyed each other's space so much. It really was a great, great episode and I just hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please leave some feedback. Um, If you can review on Apple, I'd really appreciate that. Or if you just want to share and uh, share it on LinkedIn, share it on WhatsApp, share it on or whatever social media platform you want to share it on. I really, really appreciate it. So for now, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. So you're very welcome to this episode of the Mindful Living Guide. We are so lucky to have Paddy Morn on uh, the show today. And Paddy is a neuro coach, a resilience and well-being coach. He uh, works in growth mindset, a keynote speaker, and he's also featured in a well-known book by Evelyn McAleer. Uh, Paddy Morn, you are so welcome to the Mindful Living Guide. Thank you very much, Stephen. It's uh, it's great to be here. It's great to eventually get online to have a good old chat with you. Oh, we and we we've known each other online, kind of through different groups and different forums for for a while, but we've never actually had a good chat. So it's great to actually catch up with you and and just talk about because I know that you you've studied many many things that will really help people to kind of understand the background behind mindfulness and behind meditation and the difference that that, that can make uh, to people's lives. Yeah, because uh, it's funny, you know, you mentioned Evelyn there in the in the intro. And uh, I remember when I first met Evelyn, Evelyn used to call me Practical Paddy um, <laughs> because I always like to know what's actually happening. Um, and I suppose that's where, you know, my the interest in neuroscience came about that, you know, so I, I would be very spiritual and have been practicing mindfulness for a number of years. But I wanted to know what was happening, what's happening in in my brain. And, you know, so so that that led me into the whole area of, uh, of you know, studying neuroscience. Yeah. Can I take you back then before before you met Evelyn, before what made you start in? I'm always fascinated about where people's journeys go start off and what made you interested in mindfulness in neuroscience, in coaching from at this very start? Yeah, from the very start, how I how I got into this, I remember years ago, Stephen, I was. I worked for a wonderful company for 14 years who I just left in December. And I, when I started with that company, I worked as a, as a salesperson. So I was a salesman and I was a good salesman. And it was the, the real, you know, the thing that happens, the salesman becomes a sales manager, you know, so that's what happened. And I became the sales manager and I, I was like, why isn't everybody, why aren't they just doing what I'm telling them to do? you know and, and the salesman you know you just look I just look after myself at the time so you know very selfish uh, kind of mindset and 
I was I was managing the sales team for months and to start it was it was grand because they all knew me so they were, they were my peers uh, but then months in I was losing my team and I was like I couldn't I, I, in my head I was like why can't they just do what I do because it's yeah. it's it's so simple um, and there was one day and I was in town I was walking up O'Connell Street and I was like there has to be a book in Eason's to tell me where 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 I'm going wrong, what what am I doing wrong? And I went in and I bought my first book on leadership. And I, I was standing in Eason's going, that's it. This is it. This is I'm not I'm not communicating. I'm I'm communicating to the left brain. It was all very process driven, not communing, not communicating to the to the hearts of, of the team. And from there, then I suppose my love of leadership just grew after that. And then from leadership, then I started coaching my team. Then I went away and I, I studied coaching for, for a number of years. And it was when, when I could see coaching working, it was a longer process. But when it worked, the transformation in people was, was huge. And you know, so that led me then into in, in, into mindfulness and being mindful of myself, how I am around others, um, you know, my, my 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 relationship with myself, and then also my relationship with with others. So yeah, so it's been a it's been quite a journey and journey of self discovery. Yeah, it's amazing what you said though from the very start that you you realised that the issue wasn't with them; it was with how you were approaching them. And that you you were you're approaching them from from the wrong wrong point of view, which is an amazing uh, realization that not 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 an awful lot of people get that they kind of say, well, if this is not working, that's their fault. And I I studied coaching as well in the past, and I, I I learned a lot from when we looked at how people learn, and that you may communicate something in a way that works for you, but that person mightn't be understand mightn't understand that, and they mightn't get where you're coming from. Yeah, and it's. It was like, I don't mind sharing this story with you. It was a turning point for me. Um, I remember bringing, bringing our team in, into a room and I basically laid down the lawn. I said, this is, it's my way or the highway that you can get another job. And that's when I completely lost. That was the moment that I lost my team. Um, and it was after that then, it was, was, it was a lot of looking inside then going, okay, this is actually you. It's you that needs to make the change. And we, we now know now, you know, if we make the change, people are going to change and we have to be bringing people with us from a leadership point of view. Um, so, yeah, so like that was that was that was huge, huge kind of moment. Um, I had to swallow a lot of pride and I go, OK, right. Who, who is the real Paddy in there? <laughs> you know, let's not get into this real Paddy. Yeah. <gasps> So then, then you moved on and you, you, you learned what practical Paddy was all about. You learned about the background behind all of this. So. Tell me what what like I'm I'm fascinated in this myself because there's a, there's a lot of it that I don't know so I I'm I'm dying to learn this from you about the the neuroscience behind meditation. Yeah, sure. Um, so probably actually we, we might even do a few exercises. If, Brilliant. If, yeah. we, if, we, if we if 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 we've time. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of studies like there's a huge amount of studies there now from a, from a neuroscience point of view. Um, people talk to me about my it wasn't about mindfulness in, in particular um and so we've got we have a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic nervous system the sympathetic nervous system 
isn't what it says in the tin. Okay, so the sympathetic nervous system is our fight or flight response. Okay, so it's it's keeping us alert. So by practicing mindfulness, we engage our parasympathetic nervous system, um, and we can do this by you know simple exercises. We can, we'll, we'll actually we'll do one now, Stephen. That even if if you if you and even for our listeners, if you just bring your hands just to your to the bottom of your chest bone, okay. Okay, so just the bottom of your chest bone and just to to feel your breathing, notice your breathing. So you're breathing out. Okay, so just that simple action there in, you know, we're less than a minute there, you know, so we're we're engaging our parasympathetic nervous system. Just listen. Our lips. That's all we're doing. It's just listening to our breath. That's all we're doing, Stephen. Another, you know, our lips, you know, with fibers in our lips and we touch our lips. Again, we're engaging that parasympathetic uh, mm. nervous system. Yeah. And then there's another area that we talk about the default mode network. Okay. So in the brain, so default mode network is when we're daydreaming now i always encourage people to daydream it's something that i actually make time in my day to do every day because daydreaming is really good for the brain brilliant and yeah right now we don't want any young kids that are in school to uh, maybe listen to this (laughs) (laughs) we've always been told stop looking out that window and i i actually have i've um i've a nine-year-old who is the most amazing girl in the world but she loves the dream. She loves to, and actually, my, I'm just thinking my 12 year old is the same. That she loves just, just going off into those those dreams in themselves. And sorry, I'm interrupting your 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 flow. And and that's children. That's the child's brain because the child's brain's you know it's developing. So that they and you 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 know children are great at the imagination is fantastic. So what's going on in their brains is is really good. So I, I'd encourage daydreaming. Uh, however, when we're, you know, so when we've got this part of our brain, the default mode network is when it's turned on, when we're daydreaming, now we're with our, we're, we're with our thoughts now as well. So bear that in mind. So we could be going back to the past or we could be going into the future. So we could be, anxiety could be a result of, of us being, being in this, in this, in this network. And if so, so if we're you know so feeling anxiety, feelings of anxiety is not we we don't want to be feeling them. Okay, so then there's a there's a the task positive network. Okay, so the task positive network is when we focus on 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 one on one thing. So again, here's your mindfulness. Okay, so and and the beautiful thing about you know these two networks is the two of them cannot be on together. Okay, so and and in and and in any given moment we have the choice to switch on, you know, so this, the task positive network. Mm-hmm. So, so that could be Stephen focusing on, you know, one thing I do when I'm, when I'm training with people, I would say to him, so even if we want to do this now and for listeners want to do this now, so if you just, if we just hold our hand out and just focus on, just focus on our thumb on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just purely just focus on the, on the thumb. Okay, and just notice the nail. Focus the, the lines through the through the tom. And really focus on the on the tom. 
Okay, now what you should be seeing, everything else should be blurry that's around the thumb because our focus is purely just on the on the thumb. So again, that's again, what's that taking us less than a minute yeah. to switch on this network? Um, and everything else. <laughs> and we're forgetting everything else. Wow. So and it's, it's just. Funny. It's funny to say that there's. Um, when I, I trained with uh, the Mindfulness Association in the UK for teaching, and there is um, a. When we, when we t teach any sort of meditation, we have a sequence that we go through about settling ground and resting. And to settle the, the, or the, the breath at the very start, um, we actually introduce a count, uh, which obviously now I understand is you're, you're introducing that task network because we're just literally count focuses on breathing in, two, three, four, out, two, three, four. And we repeat that for about a minute or two. And it just, you can actually physically feel your breath just settle. I, I always compare it to uh, when you're rocking a baby back and forth. And it, you're, you're just literally just cradling your breath down. And uh, so it's, it's amazing when you mentioned that with the, the task network, you're, you're obviously, you're, you're switching off the rest of your brain just to focus on that. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, you know, like, that's why none of this stuff is difficult. Yeah. Like, and, I, and we've heard this a million times. The most difficult thing is remembering to to do, to, to do it mm -hmm. and noticing when i actually i seen you post you to post on facebook could be going something happened with your car yeah. and I've, I've had a few instances actually because i broke my wife's car now recently as well did you <laughs> <laughs> well it it broke but my wife actually it's funny i'm sorry i have to go from tangent here she she rang the garage and uh she said hi um i i hear that um my husband broke my car and he got a deliver and you have it now. <laughs> so the garage was laughing her head off. But uh, so, so there's been a few incidents actually with, with cars recently. Sorry. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think your, your, your post was, you know, your, your, the car had broken down. Oh, and actually, yeah, that's that day. Actually. <laughs> that was, that was that day. <laughs> that was that day. <laughs> so the car had broken down, but you, even your, your, you're, I, I just read your text, and this is the, I, I've been looking at you know people's different texts and how they write things, and yeah. it was very much okay. The car broke down. There's not a whole lot I can I can do about it right now. Yeah. Um. You know, and just a, a great example of being mindful in the moment and not hopping on this train of stress that we can so easy hop onto it's it's amazing and, and i'm studying um a compassion as a compassion course at the moment with the sanctuary in, in city center and one of the things we we talk about is within buddhism is about the um the it's within the the, the two the two the two arrow model or the multiple arrow model where first we get hit with the problem so my problem was the car broken um, and then I could have started thinking about, oh, no, geez, I have to get back for the kids. Uh, I have to. I meant to be in this today. I meant to be doing that today. And in reality, the only thing that mattered really was at that point, I could not move. Uh, I had to wait for the car to get towed. I had to wait an hour. So I just made those phone calls that I had to make to make sure that people were safe. And then I had an hour I didn't think I'd have, you know, and it's, it is, it's, it's, it's about, and I've learned that from practice and I've learned that from within my own group where we, we, practice gratitude each day and i've seen it happen many times where there's been uh, people with flat tires and rather than just panicking about all the stuff they can't do right now they embrace what they can do you know and it's about just shifting that focus about about the positive yeah and it's and it's you know i suppose with everything that's you know happened in the past year as well and you know 
again, so you can be switching on our emotional brain. Yeah. And, you know, it's our emotional brain is it's there. It's, we, we need our emotions to tell us things, you know, to tell us when we're happy, when we're sad. And we, we need all those emotions. Uh, but if we're spending a load of time in this emotional brain, I just say to people, you might as well be drunk. Right? Cause you, can't, you can't you can't make decisions. You know, you're not able to you're not able to think clearly. And, you know, there's a, there's a little part of the brain called the amygdala which, you know, so it's there to sense threats. And we, you know, when we walk out off a footpath and the car comes, the, the amygdala is there, it keeps us, keeps us safe. But if we allow that amygdala to completely take over, um, then we're releasing stress hormone cortisol into our system, okay, which is gonna make us feel bad. But it's in that, it's in that moment, I supposed to be mindful in that moment when something happens and you know, I think, and you're familiar with Declan Kyle as well. Declan calls it the white space. Um, so just that moment where we have a choice, you know, am I going to respond? Am I going to react? Um, and if we're using, you know, we need to be using the front of our brain, uh, our prefrontal cortex, that's our higher thinking brain. And, and, but just asking simple questions, you know, what, what one thing can I do now can take you out of that emotional brain in, in seconds. So it's, yeah, there's so much we can do, Stephen, you know. Yeah. I've often in the past now just ruminated over things. And like, do you know when you something happens and you may repeat that conversation, you may repeat that event over and over in your in your in your mind. And that's that's the emotional brain then, isn't it? That that's kicking in there. That we're when we're looking back and we're seeing what could we have done different, what could we focus on? And that's that's the type part of the brain that has its purpose. And it's fantastic, but we can't let it take over the other tasks. Would I be right? Yeah, that that'd be it. In a you know, most like just very simply, if I describe the brain, I just is information is constantly changing from a neuroscience point of view. But so if you like, so the front of our brain is our executive thinking brain. Okay, yeah. towards the back, then we've got our emotional brain. Then the back towards our neck, we've got a brain stem. So the brain stem is responsible for your breathing, regulating our heartbeat. So imagine if we had to think about doing all that, you know, would we? That, that's all we'd be doing all day. Then our emotional brain. So emotional brain is there to tell us stuff. Um, and then the executive thinking brain. Now most people are working from the bottom up approach, Stephen as opposed to a top-down approach. Um, and and I, I'd see, like, a lot of work I do is with teams and leaders. And when, when, they, when, they, when they hear this and when they see this dry diagram being drawn, they go, oh, wow. So we, if we're working from the top down, we're going to achieve more, productivity is going to be better, engagement is going to be better. But, yeah, it's, just, it's interesting so it's it's not there. There is that analogy between the brain being top down and actual from a leadership within companies that um that it, working from a top down point of view really really helps. There's that analogy between the two of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. and, it, and like and it even it's so say with our emotional brain and this I'll give you another word instead of the science words and I say to people is so the science word is amygdala and I'd say the Amy. So I, I, even myself, I'd have a conversation with myself going, oh, there's my Amy going off, you know. Um, so even before we come on our call today, Amy's going off going, oh, Paddy, what if you say something wrong? You know, so, you know that, just that nonsense that, that goes off. But being aware that Amy is there and Amy's triggered, I can calm Amy 
Um, and I can calm Amy, Amy down by bringing my attention to my breath, fingers to the lips. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's there's a, there's a so much we can do, Steve. Uh, it's an, bringing an awareness to it because you actually you just brought me right back to um, Jesus about this is about four or five years ago. I was on a, a, an unbelievable retreat with Pat Dively in Galway, and uh, one of the things we did actually at the very start of it is that we went out we were very, very close to the coast and we got these massive big rocks and. We took it in for, and the idea was that for a whole day, we carried this around and we write down all those negative emotions, all those different things, and we gave it a name. And at the time I was going through a lot of, I was working, processing through a lot of things were going on in my life. And I had a lot of negative thoughts. So mine was called negative Nigel, but it was unbelievable changing point in my life that I was actually step back and recognize, like you're saying about, uh, about Amy, that you can, you can see when these negative thoughts are coming. What, what if I say the wrong thing? What if, what happened? And, and even like for, for me, right. Even in today, um, only last night there, I, I did my, my first, um, this actually just going out probably a, a few weeks after this now, but, um, last night I, uh, I did my first ever live recording, uh, on the inside timer app and it was a live class and it went fantastic. It really did. And I got some great feedback, but this morning I woke up and Nigel was there. Nigel talked about, do you remember you were going to talk about this in your class? You didn't do that. Do you remember um, the way you were going to have this point? And you totally went off point there, didn't you? And it's about recognizing that. And it's like, it's just, it's like, I always say to, if I can sum up mindfulness in one word, it's awareness. And it's just bringing that awareness into it. But it's amazing that you, you talk about the, these different parts of our brains and it, it's the enigma kicking in. And sorry, did I pronounce that right? Enigma. Yeah. Yep. Amy, 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 Amy yeah. but, um, but, uh, but once we can actually recognize when those things and it's bringing in, like you say, about the white noise, the white, what the white noise that that little part where we can either react to it or we can stop ourselves and step. And it's a split second and it takes practice. You know, it takes practice of recognizing um, oh, I'm going into that tall pattern now. Let's bring it back, you know? Yeah. And it's so powerful when we, you know, and I, I, gratitude as well. I know we, we share Karen Dwyer as a, as, as a friend when it comes to gratitude, you know. Um, a gratitude is another beautiful way for us to, you know, calm down this emotional brain. So like gratitude, there's a another little small part of a brain called the cerebellum, right, which is responsible for our balance. Okay. And so neuroscience has showed us, you know, over the years, responsible for balance. So, you know, when we have a couple of beers or whatever, the balance is kind of the first thing to go. Um, but now what neuroscience is showing us is that cerebellum uh, also t- manages, uh, our, you know, our thoughts. It's responsible for our, our, our balance and our coordination. But, you know, neuroscience studies in the last couple of years, Stephen, are shown that it's also responsible for the balance, you know, of our thoughts, how we're actually thinking. So we, if we're having an off day, yeah, you know, we, that we, we're able to, I'm able to go, oh, hang on, Paddy, cerebellum's off a little bit here. Well, you know, what, what do I need to do to get back? So it's not just your balance. It's like if it's 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 like your emotional balance then as well. Would I be right that like it's like the, if you're not, it's like we say, I'm not thinking straight. That's your yeah. cerebellum. That's it. Yeah. Wow. So that, yeah. So it's you know it's it's quite fascinating when you, I suppose, when you understand you know what's happening, and 
but able to, and especially from a team point of view, that when team members were able to see somebody else that's off, and then, you know, then we start using the empathy, the compassion, the kindness to help them get back on track, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's quite fascinating. Yeah. See that. It's, um, I have to ask you a personal question here, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something I discovered um, when I was doing um, a coaching course with um, a few people uh, listening might know James Martin, uh, amazing guy. And we did about the different ways that we learn, right? And we did, there was a, a lot of different um, surveys we did kind of just look at, um, am I, uh, is, am I read right? Am I uh, kinesiology or kinesthetic, kinesthetic? Yeah. and I've gone blank now on the other, on the other two or three, but when I actually, um, every time I did this test, um, some people will go up on one, they might go up on another, but I was flat level across all of them. I was always, I think it was, I think it was out of four, uh, it was out of 16 or something, but I'd have four all the way across. And then I thought, I said, wonder why that is. And then there's something really unusual about me that not many people know is that I'm right-handed, but I'm left-footed. So is it that I'm using different parts of the brain to do that? Because a lot of people, they're, they're, they concentrate on their, on their right side or they might concentrate on their left side. Can, is there something I should worry about? or is it? No, Steve, absolutely, absolutely not, right? And... This is, this, I love this question. This is really, really good. This is, this is so good, right? Um, because we've, we've got a right brain and a left brain. So uh, right brain, um, you know, that's, that's all the creative brain, the left brain, logical. Now, for years, you hear people saying, oh, I'm a left brainer or I'm a right brainer, right? For us to be using our brain at its highest level, we need a whole brain approach. Okay, and that sounds that's exactly what's happening to you, Stephen. So you've oh. you've got this, that you've got this, you've you've got a nice you're able to switch between it's not always balanced, balls. it's not always working. It's, yeah, no. <laughs> Many people said I had two left feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be boring if it was balanced the whole time, Stephen. Oh. Uh, yeah, but that's that's interesting. And you know, and again, you I, like this comes up quite a bit and there's there's some studies being done around this at the moment um so how do you know is it so auditory visual kind of kinesthetic is the yeah. Is, is, yeah. is 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 the tree and you know so in the classroom setting i think it's important to be touching on the on the on the tree of these but i would be encouraging so if i was saying if you're asking me patty what should i do i said start using all three of these on a on a daily basis because then you're going to start optimizing your brain uh, wow. much much better yeah yeah mm. and it's amazing like and but and but people they, they'll take it in at different stage but if like, from what you're saying then is if you concentrate on the one that you don't always use that it, it will actually enhance it will it yeah so yeah so so what you have here you know people will say you know sometimes i hear people say i've always been like that Okay, uh, that's the way I was born. I, 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 this is when my Amy goes mad because my Amy's going, no, you can't change that, right? So our, our brains, what we know now is our brains are plastic, okay? And our brains are constantly changing, con- constantly changing. Um, and there's neuroplasticities. Neuroplasticities where we can rewire our brains to do something that we haven't done before. Um, now, in saying to do that if we so mindfulness is a great example okay so training training our 
tra training our, our minds to be present has taken years, Stephen. It's taken, and I know the first year that I was meditating and practicing mindfulness, it's like, oh, there's nothing happening here. There's nothing happening here. Um, practicing gratitude, you know, this, that's another great example of how we can change our brain. And it was, again, Pat Dively that first introduced me to uh, gratitude. And so we can, so what, so what neuroplasticity is showing, we can change our brains and we can rewire our brains to do certain things, but we have to feel uncomfortable for them changes to happen. So, uh, you know, gratitude is probably a good example. I remember when I first started doing gratitude and I'm grateful for my eyes and grateful for my ears and grateful for my legs. And a month later, I was like, I'm saying the same thing over and over again. And then I have to dig deeper. Yes. To go, you know, so why am I grateful for these things? And to really look around. And then that's when the changes start to take place um, in the it's brain. It's amazing what you're saying. It's, it's actually, I think Karen touched on it in last week's uh, podcast as well, that you, um, it's, you, di you, you start with the kind of the surface level and you feel all that, but then you realize, well, because of that, I'm grateful for this. And you can feel deeper and deeper what what you're you're gaining from from all that, and it's just like you said, it's it's changing your, it's actually rewiring your brain. It's changing the the side, and the studies have shown this that the parts of your brain um, that cover the um, and you probably mentioned already about cover the, that gratitude part that they grow, and then the 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 negative side that that does actually shrink inside your brain. That our our, our brains are always evolving. Yeah, and if you, because you, you, as we mentioned Amy there earlier on, yeah. you know, so the amygdala, uh, by practicing gratitude, we're practicing gratitude. So there's a nearly the brain called the ACC that's connected to the to the to our Amy. So the ACC will pick up when something's wrong. Yeah. So you know, if her words and actions are not aligned, mm -hmm. it picks it up and it alerts Amy. That Amy starts going Bing, 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 Bing. Right, mm -hmm. uh, but by practicing gratitude, I am. Um, we're we're calming down the ACC. We're calming down the Amy, so our Amy can shrink in size. So there's so much from from these simple spiritual exercises. So much change taking brain taking place in the brain for the for the good for the for the you know. So who doesn't want gratitude or happiness to be their default state? Like Absolutely. yeah, yeah. And it's and it and it takes work, you know. It takes work to get there because mm -hmm. there is so many things. And I, I'm a firm believer in um, energy and in how when we surround ourselves in negative energy, that we pick that up, you know. And it's 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 natural. So that it's um it's like you say you, you've got these people that um they walk into a room and they just they light up every room they walk into, and it's just like they're exu just gratitude is just coming from them in in every kind of possible way and there's like it's, it's literally just you can feel that positive energy coming off them but likewise on the other side there's there's people they say um there's people that light up every room and some people that light up when they leave you know it's <laughs> <laughs> but even i got asked this question i did a i, I did a talk last was it last week week before with the it in carlo yeah and so i was talking i was talking about gratitude and the you know the power power of gratitude yeah. and I got asked a question, but Paddy, what about these negative people, right? What about these people who drain the life? So what's actually, what's happening for them, right? So from a, from a brain point of view, right, when they moan, right, 
they're actually getting released of feel good chemicals. So more, they have conditioned themselves and wired their brain, Stephen, yeah. to feel good from morning. Wow. So yeah. So, and that's the wiring that needs to change. The people can't, can we change these people? Yeah. Can we change these negative train, uh, train negative thought patterns? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can, but it's the gratitude practice. So it's like they, it's like a dopamine hit every time they get a good negative out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and you, you, you watch, and I use the example of, you'll, you'll hear people, oh, uh, oh it's, 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 look, it's a grey day outside. Oh, it's going to be a miserable day. And yeah. they're waiting for you to engage in this conversation. And, and then, like, when it does rain three hours later, they're going, I told you it was going to rain. Yeah. And now they're getting another release of feel-good chemicals. Yeah. So it's, it's a... It's a lot of attraction. We kind of, we set out and we, we kind of, we look for evidence of those beliefs that we have. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we, we just, we need to be careful and, you know, we just watch, watch our thoughts and. <laughs> watch yeah. our thoughts is right. And <laughs> uh, Paddy, you know, there's, there's something I, I ask all my, um my guests here and we kind of, we've gone with a very different conversation to what, what I normally have on, on the show and I've loved it, but I need to uh, ask you this question um, about mindful living. And I love asking people because I like, I like to, I like to get people's different views on it because um, I always say that it mindfulness and mindful living is something very different to, uh, to each person. So if I say the phrase mindful living to you, what does it mean in your journey? Okay, so for mindful living for me, Stephen, it's something that I'm doing. It's part of my day. It's part. It's part. It's part of my day. So, thankfully, so you're just, I can give you some examples, right? So, an exercise I'm just starting doing now because we've got the brighter with the brighter mornings. So, uh, is to see daylight before I see the light on my on my phone. So it's to be present that first thing in the morning. So, and that's, that's actually, in, that's, this actually helps with our sleep. Yeah. Okay. So when we see that daylight before we see the light on our phones, like our brain is going, okay, now we're going to calculate the Paddy's going to work for eight or nine hours and he's going to get tired. Okay. Um, but for me, mindful living is it's, it's first thing in the morning for me, Stephen, um, it's, it's when I'm driving, I, there's an exercise I do called be where your feet are. Um, when I'm when I'm driving, I'll use I'll use traffic lights to remind me to be to be mindful. Um, and I I do I, in the, so meditating in the morning, meditating in the evening is your their, their habits, their their habits that I've ingrained in my brain now. When I don't do them, I feel I feel off. Um, but it's noticing what's around us as well, Stephen. It's just being present to you know. I was out for a walk in the woods this morning, and just when I stand there and go. You can see this, the cobwebs, you know, more spiders were, were on, on branches and trees. But just no, mindful living is noticing. It's noticing now, noticing, noticing now how I'm feeling, what's happening around. And just yeah. seeing all that beauty in the world around you. Oh, like there's, there's nothing. I think I, no matter what is going on in, in, in our lives, when we take them a couple of moments to be mindful, to be, to be like, we can, we, we can change. We can, we can change how we're feeling within, within, within minutes, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's beautiful. 
And like we've said today, it's like it's you're literally rewiring your brain when you do so. Yeah. yeah. Paddy, I could talk to you all day. Literally, I've really, really enjoyed this conversation and I've learned a lot from it. Um, if anybody wants to contact you um, to to talk about further about any of this, what's the best way for people to contact you? Yeah, they can contact me. So my email address is uh, paddy at neurocoach.ie. Uh, my website is neurocoach.ie. I'm, but hopefully by the time this goes out, Stephen, yeah. uh, I'm just launching a new website called A Resilient Brain. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's hopefully, hopefully that'll be live within the next, within the next two weeks. Perfect. So yeah, so let's and then I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. Yeah, I'll I'll get all of those details and I'll put them in our show notes. So if anyone's looking for it's always mindfulliving.guide and uh, you'll find uh, our episode with Paddy there and you can find it all the details to uh, to contact Paddy. Paddy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have absolutely learned so much and I've really just enjoyed the conversation. You are an infectious person to talk to and <laughs> you can see the two of us are grinning and cheering and <laughs> laughing through this whole conversation and having a great time. Um, so you're not going to see that on the podcast, but you'll hopefully you'll hear it through, our, through the energy that we, we exude. So Paddy Moran, thank you so much for being on the Mindful Living Guide. And thank you very much, Stephen. I really enjoyed our chat today. Thank you. So that was actually a few weeks ago that I was chatting to Paddy and his website is now live, he's assured me. Uh, so a resilientbrain.com is his website. I really hope you got something from the episode. Uh, I definitely did and I really enjoyed the conversation. I just, I love to know the, the background about why it is that uh, our brain relaxes uh, when we practice meditation. And Paddy has shared some absolute nuggets throughout this episode. So thank you again for joining us. Um, we had a new meditation actually released just during the week on insight timer it's a lovely um guided meditation for settling grounding and resting with uh, sound and it was recorded at one of our live meditation sessions on sunday evening if you haven't checked any of the live sessions out please uh do so uh they are on insight timer forward slash stephen downey and if you follow me there you will get notified of all the live sessions coming up they are normally on a sunday night at 8 30 or if you join our community you'll definitely see all the posts from there as well on facebook that's mindful living guide community on facebook so thank you so much again for joining us and being part of the show uh we couldn't do this without you so i really appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen and the show has been grown from strength to strength and that of course would never have happened without you so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart i'm stephen downey and this has been the mindful living guide mm-hmm.